always have an issue. What you finna do? What you finna do? What you what you finna do? What you finna do? Hi guys, it's Natasha back with another week of the YBF podcast. So excited. So this week, guys, we have something really cute for you. Um, it's going to be a whole podcast about the fun, fabulous, amazing, not so amazing TV shows, films, movies, all that stuff that I have checked out that my guest has checked out and we have lots to tell you about it lots of ish to talk lots of good things to talk about but uh, but some 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 fully wing too but before we get started I want to let you all know that we're doing another giveaway this time the giveaway is for the upcoming movie La La Land actually it's not upcoming it's already in it's already everywhere it's it's out in theaters go see it if you haven't but if you have not seen it we are giving away two tickets a pair of tickets for you to go see the movie if you are in New York or in LA at Regal Theaters so that means you can take your boo take your bae take your kid take whoever to go see this movie during the holidays whenever for however long the movie is in theaters the tickets admit to guests and you are able to go Monday through Thursday excluding the holidays, the actual holiday, through the run of engagement. You also get a signed poster, which is signed by John Legend, who does all the music for the film, as well as, um, he's in the film, as well as Damien Chazel, who's the director, and Justin Hurwitz, who is the composer. You also get the La La Land soundtrack and a mini 45 record. How cute is that? It includes the two original songs, City of Stars and Audition. So the way you get that is if you share this podcast on Twitter and you have to at us at the YBF or you can share it on Instagram at the YBF daily in the caption. Um, just share it and let us know you shared it and you automatically enter and we'll send you your prize pack. Yes. Okay. Moving on. I have a fabulous guest today. The crazy part about this is he's so amazing at his job. He's so great at what he does. It's his life. It's his job. It's everything. But he's also a friend of mine for the last nine years. Who time passes. His name is Carew F. Daniels. He's the former editor of Huffington Post Black Voices. He's also written for the Associated Press, Philly Weekly, Playbill, New York Daily News, Billboard, CNN, ABC News, and I mean a plethora, a plethora of others. He's a writer and entertainment journalist, and he wanted me to emphasize by trade. <laughs> well, can to I me, get that's shady. To me, that's shady. He's trying to shade everybody who's not by trade and just doing this like your girl Natasha, I guess. And he's been doing this for the better part of two decades. So he's he knows what he's talking about. Please welcome Carew F. Daniel. Hello, hello, hello. My voice, you have to excuse my voice. I'm feeling a little raspy. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> you know, all this holiday fair. He's very extra. So. And he says, um, I'm extra? Nah. Yes. Well, anyway, thank you for having me. You've been trying to get me for quite some time. I have. And I'm so proud of you. 
Thank you. Well, I always tell her, I say, well, I'm not no podcast bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's like, you got to share it. I said, no, I share what I share with you. I don't want to share it with the world. But, you know, you got to rise to the occasion for Natasha. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I feel special if that's the case. Yeah, but I thought I thought this was the hung black and fabulous. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that's why I showed up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't. I'm not doing this today with you. But, yeah, it's great to be here. Good. Oh, by the way, if y'all hear a dog panting... It's my dog, Aston. Y'all have heard of him before. Y'all know he's extra. He does the most. He wants to be on his podcast. So just <sighs> deal. Yes. Karu, it's your best friend. It's the dog pound. <laughs> <laughs> we could turn it into the dog pound today. So we're talking about all the things that are happening when it comes to movies and TV shows and film. I mean, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's the holidays. So everybody's coming out with something new. Everybody has new show. Also, like the... I think it's, is it spring or winter? Winter and spring shows are starting to premiere. I mean, it's it's a lot. What I do want to start with, though, and I know these are not your people. Honey, they are barely my people. They irk me to no end. I really can't. This Black China and this Rob Kardashian. I, I don't do that. I know. Especially I know. Rob Kardashian. The funny thing about Rob Kardashian, someone was explaining to me that he has, um, what? diabetes and high blood Allegedly. pressure and i said well he's black he's not black what are you talking about that is so racist <laughs> not racist racial that is very racial or whatever you want to say i can't be racist i haven't i don't i can't oppress but yeah he's walking around here and everybody's feeling sorry about him for him oh, I don't feel sorry because he in the least it has high blood pressure and diabetes and i'm like well he ain't black. What the hell he talking about? He got a black man's problems. <laughs> well, I guess with a woman named Black China, with well, a mother named Toki, to Tokyo Tony, you're going to have a black man's problem. Well, I was just saying earlier that I have no sympathy or empathy, really, for this man, black, Rob, Rob Kardashian. It's like if you have, if your family's worth $60 million and y'all love to let everybody know that y'all are worth $60 million, Go get a therapist. Go get a doctor. Go get lipo. Or, go or, get a doctor. Or go a chef, do a personal chef. Go they get a will work for free just to be saying that they converted you or they transformed you. It is not that serious. It's like, is he bored? Is this maybe his storyline? I don't know. It's like it's not that hard for you. People do a whole lot more with a whole lot less. Well, the family are like the the everybody, including the father, as we all see there. They're all like the queens of. Plastic surgery, like so. Why is Rob being problem? left out? Or cosmetic surgery? That's what we should be saying. Plastic surgery. No, plastic surgery is like very uh, antiquated term. No, it's not. It's plastic surgery. It's literally called plastic it's surgery. It's cosmetic surgery. The doctors are called plastic surgery. There is an entire organization of those so doctors. Is there it's a called plastic surgery. Is there a difference between cosmetic surgery and plastic surgery? There is. Cosmetic is more cosmetic, meaning it's a little bit more surface. It's on your face usually, or it's something very simple, like something with your skin, or it's something smaller. Plastic surgery is literally plastic surgery. Like mm. that's their official. If you go look in your plastic surgeon's office at their you know, degrees on the wall, it says doctor of plastic surgery. But I don't have a plastic surgeon's office to go to. Are you telling me I should? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, so what about them? So here's the deal. It really irks me, but 
I, you know, I want to have a peaceful weekend. I have meetings. I work, you know, during the weekend. And I thought I was going to have a couple of hours to myself. Nope. Here comes Black China and Rob Kardashian airing all their damn dirty laundry on Snapchat and Instagram and everywhere else. Here's what happened. Y'all already know by now. I mean, by the time this airs, you all will know everything. And this is what I'm going to tell you what I'm going to predict is going to happen. So here's the background. Suddenly, out of the blue, Rob Kardashian goes on Snapchat and starts videoing his new house. And when I say new house, I'm talking about his sister Kylie's house that he and Black China are renting. I know it's messy already. It's already messy. The $8 million house that they are now living in for whatever reason. He's going around the house videoing pretty much like crying and, and everybody's like, what, what's going on? He's like, China took the baby and left me. So you look at the nursery that he puts the video on. The nursery is bare, but there's lots of, lots of vacuum lines in the floor. So it's like, was it staged? I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said the nursery is done. She took the nursery. I guess she had a mover planned. I don't know. She took everything in the nursery. She took the baby and left. He said that there was supposed to be things happening in what was supposed to be King's room. We don't know what was already in there, but he shows us King's room and it's totally empty. He's almost in tears. King is China's son with Tyga. Who who is now Kylie's boyfriend. But Kylie and Tyga and King don't live in the house with them. Oh, absolutely not. But King was there often because Tyga would be there at Kylie's house when Kylie was still living in it with him. So it's a whole mixed up family tree that's disgusting in my opinion. So Black China has custody of King? I think they have shared custody. Oh, okay. Tyga and Black China have shared custody. Um, and now, you know, Kylie's playing stepmama. It's just a lot. But anyway, so he goes on and on about how he's now, he has nobody for Christmas. His his baby mama and his fiance done left. The baby gone. He just want his baby for Christmas. And we're like, well, well, why would Black China up and leave? Now, mind you, before Black China had this baby, Rob walked out on her. Yes. Yes, walked out on her. I'm still confused on why she agreed to move into this house. But I guess we kind of found out that it was kind of against her will whenever she gave her own take. So as soon as this Snapchat thing goes on, goes on Snapchat, I start scrolling through Instagram and I see Black China's account has some weird things on it. This girl done got hacked. People are leaking all of her DMs, direct messages for the slow folks. All Wait, of her, they can hack your Instagram so now? So it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I'm just going to tell you what, what they said and I'm going to tell you what I think happened. They, she said, I was hacked. My Instagram was hacked. So suddenly all these DMs are being posted to her Instagram account. Text messages are being posted to her Instagram account. And they all expose China for talking to other celebrity men like Jaden Smith who's asking her to go out for wine and, and, and talk about this whole Kylie situation. Cause you know, Jaden and Kylie were kind of an item a little bit. So before she, she went Tyga. from Tyga to Rob Kardashian to Jaden Smith. I don't think that she ever messed with Jaden because in one of the texts you, you can tell she's kind of pushing him away. He's, he's asking to meet up with her to talk about the Kylie situation. She's like, I mean, we could talk about it cause I know it's hard, but not over wine. Go back. Tell me, educate me. How do your Instagram get hacked? I'm going to get to that because you have to understand everything that was put on the account. So she talks about, no, the hacker talks about these random texts between her, China and, and, and Jaden. Then these texts between China and the rapper young thug. 
and Young Thug is pretty much planning, her and Young Thug, pretty much planning an outing, quote unquote, so that they can be seen shopping in the mall and him spending money on her. For evening gowns? You know, I don't know what the hell. I don't think Because he's the one that wears gowns. those. He does. He does. He does. Prairie. I don't know when... I, I don't know when these allegedly happened or if it was during the time. The hacker says this was in December, so this month. I I don't know. So then we see text of um, of China, her and her lawyer. I'm assuming it's her lawyer. It says Walter, and they're talking about legal things. Her lawyer lawyer's name is Walter Mosley, as we all know. So they're talking about that whole Kardashian trademark situation. I didn't know that. I know Walter Mosley that council congressman in Brooklyn, assemblyman in Brooklyn, and the best-selling author. Okay, well, Walter Mosley is a high-powered entertainment attorney who reps many celebs, and now he's repping China. So when you've seen our coverage about the whole Kardashian trademark name, you've seen us quote him and talk about why he thinks that she has a right to the trademark. So they're going back and forth about how she can get this trademark, and she's like, I'm just going to wait until the wedding then. Like, it, it seems kind of a little a little not staged, but a little like they're really planning this trademark situation. Well, I don't If she was married to him, that would be her legal name, correct? She's not name, married correct? yet, though. She's trying to trademark it now. Well, why don't she get married if she already had the baby? I mean, she claims in the text that they're getting married 7-7-17. You know, knowing, knowing her, it's just because she wants that wedding date. You know, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. They could be married for all we know. Who knows? Um, so anyway... So she says, I'll just trade, I'll just trademark it then, but F it. I'm not going to even ask Chris. Is it easier when I'm married anyway? And so that's when her and Walter Mosley start going back and forth, or allegedly Walter Mosley, start going back and forth. Now, after these texts are posted, that's when we suddenly, it's, it's so odd how it worked too. It's like as soon as the texts were done, suddenly here comes Black China with an explanation. And she posts a video and she's like, I mean, Rob knows where I'm at and he has not come to see you. He over here posting on Snapchat about how sad he is and mad he is that he don't have his baby for Christmas. He knows where we at and he has not even come to see Dream. She was like, I think it's funny that Rob does have my passcode for my phone. So here's what I'm thinking. I think that Rob, quote unquote, hacked her phone. I think that this is partially staged and partially somewhat real because I do think they fight all the time. We see it all the I mean, I do think he has problems. I think that she has problems. I think that they are not good together, but we gonna they're gonna do it anyway. I think that it's a it's a mixture of both. And I think that E, their managers, everybody knows this and they're capitalizing off of that. So interestingly enough, this all happened the night before the premiere of their new spinoff reality show called Robin China Baby Special. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So wait a minute. She did, they did one show. Mm-hmm. Called Robin China. That's when she was pregnant. That's when she was pregnant. So the new one is. About the, about her being about her having the baby and kind of like the day she has the baby and all the drama that happens and right after the baby is born. Now, where is her and the baby? She didn't tell us where they are. She said Rob knows where they are. I personally think she back at her old house because she also says, I gave up my house and put my pride aside to move into Kylie Jenner's house. Mm -mm 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 -mm. She was like to move in with some man who does that? Well, well, you won, but two, 
I agree with. I mean, it is kind of when I first heard that story, and we posted this story over a week ago about you know Kylie leasing them the house. I never understood that. So Rob didn't have his own house. Rob did have his own house, and I even said in the post, "Was that house not good enough?" His mother bought him that house. Yes. And the sisters were pissed. They were like, stop coddling him. Stop giving him everything. And the mother was like, well, I seem to recall me doing a whole lot for you guys when you were married for 72 days, Kim, and me spending that for you. And Chloe, whenever you had a divorce because your husband was in in and out of rehab and basically overdosing. So it's official. They're officially divorced, Lamar and Chloe. It's supposed to be official, I think, at the end of December, but pretty much. Oh, wow. Um, and Courtney, whenever you and your baby daddy are in and out of everything every five minutes, and he's an alcoholic and a, a substance So user. no one lives in the same house? Um, Kim lives with her mom sometimes. Oh, okay. I know because her and Kanye were still getting their $20 million new home together. It's been two years. Um, I know that they were staying with mama kardashians or mama chris um I, I don't know if she's still living there allegedly they're not but then again now that the stuff with kanye has happened and kanye has moved back home out of the hospital allegedly they're not living together yeah what's that about yeah i don't i don't know we don't know where they're living i don't know what that means does that mean that kim is back with mom i don't know well the tabs are saying that she's pursuing a divorce but why allegedly, would she do that and and i don't i don't know they're they're claiming it's not true and who knows? I do think where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, or another reality show. Another reality show. <laughs> it would Kim not, and Kanye. None of this would surprise, none of it surprises me. So who knows what they're up to? All I know is China kept me from having a couple of hours of my own damn personal time on a Saturday night because she wants to go to posting and Rob wants to go to posting about gingerbread houses feeling left out because China ain't there. And your, and your nursery is empty now. But it looks like it was nothing ever in the nursery to begin with, but whatever. And yeah, she's going to talk about it at, she claims she's going to give her side of the story in full on the day of her premiere, which is Sunday. And it's like, girl, we know your show premiering today. Like, what are we, what are we doing? And then suddenly everything's removed. She suddenly is back into her original Instagram account and all the hacked messages are removed. Oh, just in time for the show so when he 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 when he so if he has her account he could they call that hacking it yeah but if you didn't post it it's hacked oh okay so, i ain't never been hacked mm-hmm. have y'all ever been hacked <laughs> people be these celebs be acting like you could just easily get hacked. it ain't that easy so it makes me sad eye some people like are you really hacked or was it just you passed somebody your password which right. one was it Guys, I I don't even know if I could watch the show. I I I just don't know. I won't. Hell to no. <laughs> it's too much stuff on television to be watching and investing time. Especially into on a Sunday, right? It's like the TV night. Kardashian and the Black Chinas and the Black Robs. I'm going to start calling him Black Rob <laughs> since he has the black man's problem. <laughs> the black man's problems. <laughs> the that ailment. Is- they're just so, no it's ailments he brought on himself if he has them <laughs> you think louis anderson got high blood pressure and <laughs> diabetes and that motherfucker's bigger than a cathedral <laughs> he says he does he was on wendy show talking about he does have those problems when he's 60 true 
Rob is like 25 with that. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on and why this is happening and why they just won't shut up and live their lives with their $60 million. Leave us all alone. Let us have two hours on a Sunday and a Saturday to ourselves. Toss his hair. Toss his hair. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think that they're going to basically act like nothing happened and get back together tomorrow. And basically everything will be just erased. Everything is already erased off of their Instagrams, off of Black China's hacked Instagram and off of Rob Kardashian's Instagram. Everything's erased. It's like it never happened, but we all know it did. So I think they're going to go back to acting like, hey, we're, we're together again. Watch our show. We're here. Or they're going to p- play this up so that this whole debacle that happened is going to be like the season finale or something for their new spinoff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The conflict is what sells these oh, reality yeah. shows. Yeah. So they're going to have that as a season finale. They're going to stay broken up maybe like a month past. month is a long time. A couple weeks past the season finale and then magically get back together again because they have a season two of their original show coming out. I'm confused. So there's going to be three shows. Mm-hmm. So it's no, it's two shows. But the first show that they ever had was just called Robin China. Mm-hmm. They got a spinoff called Robin China Baby Special. But they now have just gotten green light greenlit for a season two of the original Robin China. Right. So I think and that's going to air. They just said sometime 2017. I think they're pretty much just going to either stay broken up or do the back and forth until season two of that show airs. Mm. it's i don't think it's gonna be anything drastic that changes because they're pretty much legally bound to keep going at this point what can you do you're not legally bound if they're not married are you talking about the contract yeah for the show when you sign a contract i mean yeah and why would china leave for what exactly i mean leave for real for real (laughs) for what hell at this point why would rob leave he wasn't getting nothing before this. Oh, I'm. he had a sock line. My bad. So, you know, good luck to them or whatever. Ugh, speaking of reality, Mariah's world. Poor Mariah. Oh, child. Mariah, Mariah, pants on fire. But what she don't even you? wear any pants anymore. I think she's allergic <laughs> to pants. How, how much time did you actually watch of Mariah's world? 10 minutes. <laughs> And then I dozed off, tried to watch it the next day, and just deleted it out of my DVR. The whole, <laughs> I don't want to see any more of it. Why? I don't want to see Mariah like that. It's great that she is still, you know, she came in 1990, and not too many people who came in with her or who was as big as she rose to be are here anymore. You know, the industry totally That's changed. True. But, um, I don't get her. Like, she is a prolific songwriter. I wish she wrote for other artists. Um, but this whole sex kitten thing and... Is she a sex kitten? What, what is it? Or I wouldn't reduce her to being a stripper. Because, you know, it ain't like she's on a pole and wearing <laughs> strings. At well, least she, she does No, wear she strings. has like a... Um, it's some artfulness in the, what is it, a leotard? Stri- strippers wear artwork too. 
but it's like a, a rhinestone leotard or something. Have you been to the strip club lately? They got like serious. They got like serious. Not that kind of strip club. <laughs> <laughs> they got like some serious, you know, bra tops and panties. It's all sparkly and artsy. Oh, like when um, Exhibit was getting um, the yes, girl. on Empire. She had on like a, a, a diamond go. encrusted leot- um, unitard, so cat suit. So what's the difference? Well, I guess that's what it was, but it's it's shameful that Mariah has to stoop to this level to stay relevant or be relevant in some way. But it it's working. She's at the tip of our tongue. So let's let's talk about what success really means when it comes to things like this. And this is this is the issue I have when people say, "Oh, well, we're talking about her. It works." Is it that hard to like be extremely outrageous to get somebody to mention your name once? No, not really. I guess to me, success means. We actually still, the people that started liking you from the beginning are still like, damn, I got to buy that next Mariah album or I need to go see her in concert. And I don't say any of those things anymore. And I have always loved her. Well, you never was a lamb. I wasn't necessarily a lamb, but I used to buy every Mariah album. Like I just loved Mariah, but it wasn't like Inclu- I wasn't a In Charm Bracelet, stop it. And E equal MC squared. Nobody yes, bought that I did like stuff. That. I did like E equals MC squared. I did. I and her greatest hit. I love it. Like I love that. But lately, it's almost like since that Snoop song. What's the one? Shake come, it off. No, come, come with me. Come see me. Come with me. Something like that. Um, since that song, everything's just been not it. Just not it. It seems very forced, and it seems very who are we doing this for and that's all i kept thinking of when i was watching this show well i saw the promo with her and lionel richie and she was laying on the floor naked and i'm like (laughs) you are somebody's mother get off the floor and put on some clothes not only is she somebody's mother she is a legend she's a prolific songwriter she's not just a singer she's a songwriter i know I know. She just gotta get down in the the gutter, and I think it's just a sign of the times. But, but she's only how old is she? Forty eight. I don't. They I, keep saying her, she's like forty six. I'm like she can't be no forty six. Forties, okay. <laughs> but and I think she might just be trapped in a time because when she came out in 1990, everybody was it was a grown music. You know, it's very grown. So she had to fit in with the Anita Bakers and the Luther Vandrosses. Now, nobody even knows who those people are anymore. It's all about your girl, Taylor Swift. I hate that <sighs> bitch. Um, <laughs> I will say that on record. I don't fucks with Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I used to call her Taylor Hicks. And I kept on calling her Taylor Hicks. And it was like, Karoo, that's the guy that won American oh, yeah, Idol. Oh, yeah, the gray hair guy. <laughs> yeah. But, um... And I think now she's kind of retreating back because all the the stars are young. All the music stars are young. But at the same time, it's like she doesn't, she looks amazing without all the foolishness. She looks, if it's just her dressed appropriately, she looks amazing. How is a 46-year-old supposed to dress appropriately? Like Mary J. Blige? Not necessarily. It's just, when I say appropriately, you could still be sexy. There's some, J-Lo is also in her mid to upper 40s now, isn't it? Yeah. She looks amazing every time she steps out the house every single time it's about how it's about cheapness and it's about being stuck in a time like you said and she talks about that on the show that's what i found interesting she knows exactly what we're saying she even says it whenever her stylist try to put her in certain types of shoes or these sunglasses she was like i know people are gonna say this is so 90s but i don't give a f and it's like 
So if you know that and you don't like when people say this, why do you keep doing it? You have the means and the know-how and the resources and everything else to kind of like, you know, reevaluate your image and do something that we can now be like, yes. This what, is- what image would you give Mariah? Karen? I don't I don't have a problem with her being sexy. I love like I hate when people say if you're a mother, you can't be sexy anymore. I don't like that at all. I don't like when people I say is, I say get off the floor. No, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. Or floor. if you if you're a certain age, you can't be sexy. Be sexy. I love that. Tina Turner sexy. Absolutely. Like you have to do it with class and it, it depends on the person you know it's different one thing can work for one person and not for the other um it just depends and i just feel like she keeps doing the same thing over and over and over and over and it's not, not working. working and so i also what, don't think it's flattering how, how could we re, how could we reimagine mariah i don't know I, I i think that she should wear some cute jeans and 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 a button down that's almost all the way open you know like have a little cute little you know bra underneath the jeans that are not mom jeans, but like very cute and she did all of and that. Fit it. And, but what, so and, what, and a pair of pumps. Like let's stop wearing the platform sandals that were out ten years ago. Like let's do something that makes you look sophisticated and chic and still sexy. For Mariah, I feel like it's very cheap and sexy, and I don't like that for her. Because maybe it was forced. The one thing we gotta give Jay Ho is she's a natural. Stop it. We not what no, we're not she, gonna do on this podcast. <laughs> Is talk about J Lo. No, I like J Lo. I really do. <laughs> you know, but think about it. It's like, how do you? She's she is so forced. You know everything. But it doesn't she's have done. to be. When you've been in this business as long as she has, you. But force she's it. out of touch with the folks. Whose fault is that? Hers. You know. She talks about that on the show too. She says that she gets, and I this part I do understand. She says she gets almost pulled in several directions. People tell her you have to be more, you know, you have to be more likable. You have to be more malleable. You have to be more accessible. And on the other hand, she has people on her team telling her, you need to be a diva. You need to be, you're up here. They're down there. You know, like you have to be this and that. And people, not everybody needs to be able to touch you. She's pulled in all these directions, but that's where I say it's on you You've been in this game forever. You have the the final say. This is your empire, your business. You make the final say. But I do think it was kind of what we were talking about before we even start the podcast. It might come from how she started. And it's from a man controlling every single part of her life and her career. And when she was what? 20, barely 20. Yeah. That's your formable years whenever you're, especially as a young woman in your 20s. If you didn't learn how to kind of control your own image, control your own self in that time, when would you? And be who you are. When would you? Well, that's what the Emancipation Project was about. Allegedly. <laughs> well, it, it still it, felt it, a little It was well-crafted. Yeah. And it worked. But can she get back on top of the charts? She said that she never had, okay, so that Russian, the Russian manager she has, I know everybody's side on the crap out of her. Now, doesn't she live with her? She her lives kids? with her. People don't really know that, but I know this because I got sources. The manager and her kids live with Mariah and Tribeca. Ugh. And I guess when they're in LA too. So maybe they got some lipstick lesbian stop, action stop. going on. What Mariah says on the show is that she likes having I'm a realist and I'm I'm all about free love. Well she likes she says on the show that it's about having other single moms. That's what she calls herself now by the way. Mariah calls herself a single mom. Other single moms in her vicinity to kind of share the hardships of being a working single mother with. She even has her former background singer on tour with her and she had the background singer bring her kid and that was a whole 
hoopla um, because she wanted single moms around her. Interesting. I know. And people are mad at this Russian she should call manager. Oh, I don't know if that's going to help that much mom. more. <laughs> I don't know. But she also said, you know, she doesn't know um, really which direction to go in. You know, she's like, well, I don't know if I should be, you know, if people should be able to access me or if I should be like this diva that they've always known. And you can tell everybody's controlling everything about her on her show. When I watch that show, I'm like, girl, put your foot down. What is going on? I'm not watching that show. She also says that nobody's ever done anything for her career like her Russian manager has. I was like, now that's some big, crazy words, because that's, I know people that have worked with you, and they have done major things for your career. You are where you are because of those people. Let's keep it real. So what's this woman's background? From what I hear, nothing. She did say she met her through, um, what's his name? Uh, Brian. Benny Medina? No, 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 not Benny. Uh, Randy Jackson. No, the producer, director, Brett Ratner. Yes. Yeah. That's how she met her. So I don't know what Brett Ratner and, and the manager's relationship was, but Mariah said that's how she met her. And she was like, I'm so glad I did because now I'm now I can finally have somebody that this is not okay with just being here doing nothing and getting paid. I was like, Well, that was shady. So did she do you see feel like you have a real glimpse of her watching um, the show? No, and that was the other thing about the show. She's talking to the camera the whole time. This is not really a peek into Mariah's life. It's more of what Mariah chooses to turn to the camera and tell us and show us. By the way, Mariah, Mariah's social media team, guess who it is? The manager's 12-year-old daughter. No. Yes. And the manager goes, well, who's better to control social media than a 12-year-old? That's the audience we're trying to reach. When she says it, I was like, how long have I been saying that Mariah's an eternal 12-year-old? I've been saying this for years now I, now I see that they purposely do that. Yikes. Mm -hmm. What 12-year-old is going to pay attention to Mariah Carey? That's even younger than Taylor. Your girl Taylor's um, demo, right? You're speaking too much logic right now. <laughs> wow. Um, that's, that's shameful. Bless her soul and heart. Look, if y'all watch this show and you love it, please tell me why. I would love comment on the podcast and let me know because I would love to know. It's just so sad. I just love Mariah so much. And it, it's just year after year after year. I'm just like, damn, girl. You want her to win. I want her to win. I do. She owns all her masters. She writes all her music. I mean, that is big in this industry. I want her to stay here and win. I, you know what I want her to do? Kind of what you said. Write for other people. I want her to. She did try the whole judging thing on American Idol. I actually thought that was a good move. And they a good put move. Nicki Minaj on. Well, Mariah being a talent competition, that's not even the world that she comes from. But I think that she has, she can train. I think that she can. Oh, more like the voice. Because American yeah. Idol, they didn't help them in any way. They just So maybe the voice would be better for her. I do. I like the idea of Mariah helping up and coming singers. I do. Right. I think that's a great place for her. Oh, Mariah. Mimi, what are we gonna do? Oh, the the guy, the new boyfriend of hers. Why is he on the first episode? No. Why are you you're are, you're engaged on the first episode, trying on dresses? Still, still engaged on the first episode, and here comes Brian, and all like the 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 romantic music is playing. Oh, it's so staged. I can't. He's half her age. It's not gonna work. Her and J Lo irk me with that. 
So you think James Packer may have left her because she he thought she was having an affair with the dancer? According to the show, it seems as though they're trying to set up the story to say that James left because she's working too much and planning her world tour. Now, I think he left because he saw how nutty the whole situation is. <laughs> Even though he knew that. Right, because you know you come to the it, table knowing what you're getting. But being Mariah in Cara. it day to day, it's, they kind of shape it so that Mariah is the good guy. They, they do do that. Now, one show I do love is Leah Remini's. You know, I haven't really caught a full show, but I am obsessed with everything she says about that whole Scientology situation. Tell me, tell me what you what you think about it. It's it's an education, and it and it's sad because you get to to see the damage that has been done by this religion to these people because she goes to their homes or wherever they are and they tell these these stories about how they were in the organization for all these years and it was great and then when it fell apart it got real dark and people are dying and penniless and gave all their money it's amazing but the way the show is produced it gives you breakdowns of the vocabulary they use the definitions isn't it true that she says that tom Tom Cruise knows that people are being basically shaded and and gypped of their money. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. It, it's it's just it's real fascinating. I I have to watch it's a it. Cult. Every I mean, it's it's a flat out cult. And I heard that there was a show, a documentary on Netflix about this about the HBO whole, going clear. But they put it on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. And the day I went to go look at it, it was removed. And I, I promise you it was not on Netflix for more than like a week or two. So I find that very odd. Happen? I don't know. But I heard it's the most amazing documentary. Did you see it? No. Oh my God, I gotta see it. Well you it's the HBO ones. They own it's, that. Yeah, they, but it's not it's H- not on HBO no, Go. No, it's not on HBO Go. It's not on Netflix. It's nowhere. Really? It's nowhere to be I was like, Can I buy it? Where is it? It's nowhere. Yeah, but it it's it's a great, great the way it's produced her her docu series is really great. That whole you gotta watch it. That whole Scientology. I mean, it's a cult, and I don't know. Who well, these I wouldn't are. say it's a cult. It's a cult. It's much bigger than a cult. But the definition of cult <laughs> is what that is. You know what Let's I'm saying? Let's just say it's a religion. It's not a religion. It is a religion. It's okay, recognized cool. as a religion. It's a religion, and it's a cult. Oh Lord. <laughs> I think I think I, I'm not a, a big religion person, but religious person. But I think people are very angry at Scientology because they're the new kid on the block. They cost more money than anything, and they make all the money. I also think there's a there's and a that's level, what she exposes that it's a billion dollar industry. And I was going to say that, and it feels a little bit more intentional versus. This is truly what I believe. Now, if it's wrong or right, and I may not abide by the rules all the time, kind of like people accuse the church of in Christianity, that's one thing. But when you're intentionally swindling people out of money, which also some churches in Christianity do too, but for for Scientology, it's literally, that's their premise. That's where people get pissy. That's, I'm just telling you. That's where people get pissy. Watch the documentary. I, I'm, this is why I asked you to begin with when, <laughs> about the whole Tom Cruise thing. If Tom Cruise knows people but he's not are, an officer in the organization. But he, but he promotes Scientology and he's very, very proud of being a part of the organization. Well, I think John Travolta and Kirstie Alley are more Them too. vocal with their, Them too. you know. But I'm saying if you are constantly, if you know people are being intentionally swindled, that's, I mean, how, how can you not be mad at that? Especially if you're as rich as hell 
know already, yeah, people are going to have a problem with that. Well, whose fault is it? His or theirs? Whose? That when these it comes people to... apparently got swindled. You're well, saying if you're that still he knows it, it. If you're still in it and, per- and continuously supporting it, it's also your fault too. It, it's a belief system. It's not a belief if he knows everybody's being no, swindled. No, no. It's not a belief. He, 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 he's not being swindled. How is he not being? Doesn't he give tons of millions of dollars yes. to them? So he is being swindled. Because he believes that it is work. It's working for him and it's but worth it. But doesn't he it. also get a lot of kickbacks and money in return? No, no, no. They, we don't discuss. They oh. don't discuss nothing about that. Oh, I heard, they, I heard they discussed it on Going Clear, but. Well, I have to, I have to watch that, but it's really fascinating. And I do think that they, they, I, I. I'm again. I'm not a. Re- I don't believe in this whole religion stuff. Re- religion as a business. Right. But, I agree with you. Um, I think they get a bad rap because they've been so successful so fast. You know, That's we're not talking the about reason. the 1950s. <laughs> no, we're talking about something that was created in the 1950s by somebody who wrote books. No, not just wrote books. Was a science fiction writer, and the things that he wrote science fiction about, he incorporated into this "quote unquote" religion. And he it's combined he combined a lot of religions. It's, it's, it's completely he stole fake. from other. He borrowed from other right. religions and made his own. And I think when people look at that, they like, "Well, goddamn, we've been doing this for two hundred years, and we ain't getting as far as he's gotten." But do you feel like every like even when it comes to Christian, even Mormon religion, I feel like that's the one that some people be like, "Look at this man made new religion." Even that, I don't feel like it was born out of an intent intent to make money at least not not christianity not the intent to make money now what it's become mm, but it wasn't born from that it's it's interesting very interesting gotta watch it i am gonna i think you dedicate dedicate some time to that instead of mariah (laughs) i'm not watching it's all it's all fake shit it's all about fake shit i know (laughs) fake mainstream shit but (laughs) this one I love Leah Remini too. Like, love her. I still watch King of Queens all the time. She's so amazing. And it's JLo's best friend. So she's kind of my best friend. Yeah. That's the way I think of it. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Go for don't it. Don't try to play me. <laughs> Let me have my dreams. All right. So, a, a show that I actually just caught up with, um, I'm actually surprised it was, I wasn't mad at it. I don't know if it's going to be appointment TV, but I'm not mad at it. And that's star. Oh yeah. I loved it. Okay. So tell me what you thought about the overall feel about what Lee Daniels just gave, what Lee Daniels just put out here on this, in this atmosphere. Well, it's, you know, I heard Benjamin Bratt call it precious meets dream girl. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) No, no, that's true. (laughs) No, I I think I love the grittiness of it and the graininess. And he said he wanted to do something elite, wanted to do something, you know, um, as the antithesis to what empire is. And, you know, empire is so glossy and, you know, it looks beautiful, even the way it's shot. It's very slick and okay. modern. But this one, it's like, I felt like I was in Lithonia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, they are in the trenches. They are. <laughs> I don't know where um, Alvy Shaw's son <laughs> comes in at. Because 
I'm like, they ain't got no guys like him down there. Excuse me? What's his name? Q Brown? What's his name? Quincy Brown. Quincy Brown, right. What do you mean? They don't have cute boys in the hood? That's no, what you're saying? It's just that whole scene. I was like, and then he was an activist. I love that scene. I love it. And then he's it. like having sex with her, like in the yard or something. Okay, so what was that scene? Were they having sex in the yard? No, well they they tran they tran they they segged into the the transgender getting yeah, yeah, having a sex. Okay, so woman. and that's why I was like, wait a minute, what's no, happening? Right, we are to believe that the I don't think they the got it in. Uh, on well, her name in real life is Ryan Destiny, the black the dark the, the dark girl. Skinner, yes, and him because she's like come over here, and it was like wow, was that easy? Right. <laughs> it's really that easy. I don't think One they minute had he's sex sweet raking the and leaves in the yard, and the next minute he's going over there to have sex with her. I don't think they were having sex in the yard. He's flirting with her. We'll he wanted see. to talk to or her. more seasons. I think that's the one thing I actually love about that show is I I don't know what it is, but episodes. I I love um I just love the potential romantic story between Quincy Brown and Ryan on the show. Let me look up her actual her name on the show. But you know it's it's difficult, and I I know I bring this up a lot. It's difficult to find black romantic love on tv you know and that's and what that was <laughs> but see i didn't take it as though he's trying to just smash i oh, think he I actually likes her it, it was definitely well, i mean he a guy wants to smash at the barbecue a guy wants to smash when he sees you but that does not mean that's all he wants i when a guy wants to be interested in you and wants to talk to you he's of course sexually attracted as well that's not it's not like it's one or the other well it, it could be that easy that's one thing i did appreciate about the reality of it yeah, I don't think they got it in in the middle of a yard, but I'm almost if, sure they did. Oh God, I can't. Because look at that other one; she's very loose. The one who's Ooh. like the star, the star, star. We did, we have not seen her have sex with not one person on that show. She's gonna have sex with the football player. We have not seen her have and probably sex Benjamin on Brown. this show. Stop. You who cannot was call her a girl mother? Loose. Who was her mother's I know. manager? I know, but you cannot call a girl loose because she's flirtatious. I didn't flirtation. say nothing about loose. You just said she's loose. No, I said she might. She's probably gonna have sex with them. I didn't use the word loose. Yes, you did. I did not. We're bringing it back. We're gonna bring it back. <laughs> We're gonna bring it back. But. I do feel like I like the whole like sexual tension and romanticism that's there. I, you don't really see that much of it on TV. What you see with black people a lot of times is hit it and quit it and buy or they hate each other. To see like people just, and this is why I love Queen Sugar so much, to see like actual yeah. romance like, blossom, it's like, wow. It shows you just how much we never see that on TV between two two black characters. Not one black character. Not a half black character, but two black characters. That's sorry if you hate me for saying it, but I mean that does something for me. I love it. Oh, that's great. And it, it what better time than now to have that on television, exactly, you know? Exactly, exactly. So I thought the show was a lot. I like the fantasy when they was doing the dances and the numbers, the big production numbers. I thought that was great. At the strip club? Yeah. Okay, so did that really happen? Because I was no. like, how did everybody learn No, the steps? I, it was all oh, okay. fantasy sequence. Okay. And I think that's what he's going to be doing throughout the sh the season with the different episodes. That's okay, what's going to make it different. but when she was in the champagne room with Benjamin Bratt, that was real? Yes. When Star was in the champagne yes. room? Okay. Okay. Um, and then Miss Lawrence is on there. Hilarious. And then the other transgender, which I didn't know was a transgender until the sh I followed it into the show. Amaya Scott. Right. Um, yes, who we actually interviewed, and please look at that interview on 
um, our YouTube page as well as on the YBF.com. She's amazing. I think this is her first role. Like, I mean, and she kind of hit it out the box. Now, where did she come from? She's from New Orleans. And oh. um, she, I don't think she's done any acting before. I think this is pretty much her first major role. Um, she's a social media star and, you know, just kind of known for speaking up about certain issues and, and being a social media star. And now she has a legit acting gig. And I think she did pretty well. Yeah, great. I didn't know that until I was like, what? Yeah. Until, you know, Carlotta calls her a, a boy. Yeah. And, um, but see, this is how I like how we have these discussions, though. Watching it play out on TV. Because that it is kind of the LGBT, you know, um, discussions can get a little heated. And people can get offended very easily. And, I mean, the LGBT organizations hit us up. Not as much often now, but they used to hit us up a lot whenever we use the wrong terminology. and like, It's hard to keep up when that's not what you study all day, every day. And you're not trying to be offensive. But if they're offended, we have to, to me, I feel like you should cater to that. So I love the fact that they're letting it play out on TV so America can see. Right. Okay, this is what it means. This is how it should be. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's um, great. Lee Daniels is a legend. He, he did really in his own this. right. I don't. I just don't know if it's going to be appointment TV for me. And part of it is, hmm. Well, it got to be appointment TV because um, Empire ain't coming back till March. Uh, honey, I got other things to watch. <laughs> There's more to watch. Right. Um. And um. I don't know. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what Lee Daniels got into a little bit of drama about is. I don't have a problem, and I don't think anybody really has a problem with casting a white person as your lead character. That's never been my problem. The problem came in with his need to explain that, and now that I've heard his explanation and I'm watching the show, I'm actually annoyed. And I'm annoyed, I'm just gonna tell you, and you could tell me why I'm wrong or tell me what your take is. I'm annoyed because it does feel a little like it's a white girl playing a black girl's role and it didn't have to be that way yeah because i, I thought she was black and when exactly. i met her i exactly. saw her, she looks like a you know a swirly black right right not a swirly black <laughs> i can't no <laughs> a racially racially ambiguous like mariah carey who i actually right. wanted to ask you do you think that this role is based off of her think about it think about it the curly hair the roots the coming from nothing and having a powerful voice. She's Mariah and she without was the Brenda voice. Brenda K. Star's background singer. Yep. She doesn't have the same voice as Mariah, but she's starting just like Mariah from nothing and getting, you know, getting people to help her and come up. And she started from having to rely on men. And here she is. And being crafted mother. into a star and racially ambiguous to begin with. And here we are. Maybe. To, and Lee always talks about how much he loves Mariah. Yeah, she comes from the slums. Her mother yep. died early or whatever. Yep. Well, Mariah's mother's still here, but um, oh, she is. Yeah. Well, Who died. I thought, Somebody I thought died. She was still here. No, her mother's been dead. Oh, the opera singer. I'm wrong for that. Yes, 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 yes. But um. But her yeah, same that, thing. Her mother was a singer, and the girls, the girl star, her mother was a singer. To me, it's just a whole lot of parallels. Yeah. Well, he finds inspiration in her. I wonder. He, he's, she's his muse. 
do you feel like do you have an issue with that with 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 her? No, Lee being Lee is crazy and wild, and he always knows how to sound bite it up to get some controversy spinning to get people to watch his show. Um, I didn't even think about it like that. I really thought the girl might have been because her sister actually looks blackish. The sister is um, biracial. On the, they talk in, about that. On the show? Yeah, they say on the show she's So they she's have mixed. different fathers. Yeah, remember on when they were sitting on the porch and Alexandra, who is played by Alex, who's played by Ryan Destiny, the, the brown-skinned girl. Um, she's so gorgeous. Oh, my God. I'm so glad she's on this show. Um, she actually asked. She was like, oh, wait, this is your sister? She was like, yeah. She, she's like, is she mixed? And she's like, yeah, she's mixed. Her father's black. Well, I think she's mixed, too. Who? The one with the blonde hair, Star. Not in real life, but I don't know if she's supposed to. On the show, she says she's white. You remember she got into that fight with Miss Lawrence? And she's like, oh, you think because I'm a white girl, I don't know this and I don't know that? Yeah, I'm intrigued and I'm fascinated and I want to see so much more. Her real life name is June. Who? Star. Okay. Jude, that's right, Jude. Oh, J-U-D-E, like the um, Beatles. Hey, Jude. No, <laughs> she of course she's out of the demo. J- hey Jude is one of the biggest songs by the Beatles. Oh, okay. Fronted by Paul McCartney. I know who Paul McCartney is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's so many versions of Hey Jude. Wilson Pickett did one. Shirley Bassey did a great one. Very popular song. Okay, well her name is Jude DeMorest. Um oh. I, I I don't I don't know if she goes if she says she's white, like just in her everyday life, but she said it on the show. So that's all I have to go off of. Okay. But it, you don't, you, you going to give it more. I will watch. I mean, um, I will watch if it's on and if I remember, but it, I, I wasn't, honestly, I felt like for it to be the pilot, it should have been so compelling that like such a like cliffhanger that I was just dying to watch. Empire had a huge cliffhanger. I wanted to keep watching this one. I was like, when it went off, I was like, okay, I'm good. You know, I didn't need to. So what did you think about Empire's finale? The finale wasn't as much of a cliffhanger, but it's not really a finale because it's coming right back. March. Oh, they sure did say March. <laughs> so what is their like, problem? It's all about the money. You know, they only get them, they only pay those folks and they got to pay them well at this point for a certain amount of episodes per yeah, season. Yeah, but we need a, a bigger cliffhanger for that if we're going to care And that's March. why they put Star in them because Star starts back in yeah. January after the holidays. Yeah. So we're still in the Lee Daniels business. I mean, I like Empire still. I think this season was better than last season. A lot of people say that. Carlito Rodriguez, who used to be the editor-in-chief at The Source magazine, Mm -hmm. is the showrunner. Oh. So he's, um, it's very, it's very, a lot of people say it's much better this season. Yeah, yeah. I like the characters, the little girl that was from that whole, that sister group. You know that, right? The girl that's messing around with the oldest brother. Nessa. Nessa. She, what group was she? You in? remember those girls? It's like Smoke three girls. No. Uh, three little girls. They were on Daddy's Little Girls with Idris Elba and Gabby Union. And it's three girls. One's name is China. She's like a Disney actress. That's that's the family she's from, I believe. Nessa. I hate the fact that they call her Nessa. That's like so like I'm not even gonna say black. It's like <laughs> There's some white girls named Nessa. <laughs> or Vanessa. Um, I don't know. I, I like the I like this episode and I like I like the finale episode and I like the season and so it was you pretty think, good. Um Shine gonna rise up. Can I just tell y'all something? 
about shine exhibit yeah shine <laughs> slash so exhibit shine, shine. shine slash exhibit looks identical to one of my exes so every time i see him on screen i don't know i feel some kind of way like i can't even watch like it irks me it's oh, weird have but, y'all ever had that happen like when you just there's somebody you used to mess with or that was like your longtime love and then you see them and you're like oh crap but it's not them but it messes up your mind that's how i feel no oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but i think what do you think about the story like him he's gonna get with anika and they're gonna run empire for a season why would he get with anika to run empire anika's not even running empire she wants more yeah she wants more but she ain't gonna get it she might she's his a and r person or supposed to be allegedly um i kind of like i like anika with with lucius i'm not mad at that that's kind of oh, how it started again, yeah right. i'm not mad at it um what about um tay diggs and oh my god i know that that's Cookie. not gonna last let me tell you something. I'm not the biggest Tay Diggs fan outside of his acting because I think he's a little corny and a little cheesy. But on this show, honey, whew. Yeah, he was quite convincing. Yes, ma'am. They have good chemistry, too. Yes, yes, ma'am. And, this is and, what I um, need and want. Him and Taraji, that surprisingly great chemistry. Oh, my God. Well, didn't they do, have they done anything together? It just seems like so they would be in every black movie together. I don't know can't no. remember but i will say like if i whatever man i get next he needs to be like that because you need a man that's like gonna stand up to everybody you know what i mean it's everybody in your life it, I, they don't i don't care if you wrong or right they're going to stand up and rep for you and but what I about that. that secret you don't think his that where, where are we it supposed might, to be it it's might hurt, to but we don't even know if that the was secret, supposed to torpedo his career but we don't even know ended. if the secret was real because you remember he said that's not how it happened so we never we don't know we don't know hopefully he tells cookie but we don't know I hope it's not it's not just glossed over when they come back. I hope they no, I think really it's a point of contention in his in his campaign. So they're gonna have Lucius to talk about it. He destroyed him. Of course he does with the report and the cameras. Child Angelo Dubois, mm, that's T D. And Felicia Rashad killing it. That's line slang. Best slang. Lines. Like so cookie, good to see her. Like Cookie calls her her bougie ass. <laughs> Anywho. Hey, if you're a man that looks like and acts like Angelo Dubois on Empire, call me. Oh, really? <laughs> he might be too short it. for you in real life. I said looks like. That doesn't mean every single angle has to be exactly the same. I mean, I'm short, but you can't be short with me. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Six feet or higher to ride this ride. <laughs> Anywho, let's talk about um a few movies that are out or coming out for Christmas and holiday season. So I went to the Collateral Beauty premiere about a week ago and I brought Mr. Carew F. Daniels along as yes. my date. And you <laughs> met my, I, we both met my cousin. I know, how, let me tell y'all something. We're watching the movie. <laughs> No, we weren't watching. Okay, the movie was about to start. And I said, that's my cousin in that movie. And you looked at me and you was like, what are you talking about? Because she thinks I'm always making up things. Because he said it so nonchalantly. And I'm scrolling through Instagram because my people, my correspondents were outside covering the red carpet. And they were sending me the images. And they were like, hey, this the little girl from the movie. And crew looks at my phone and was like, hey, 
that's my cousin and then turned around what what huh what do you mean it's your cousin she's in the movie what you she's, said, what? Said, what's her name i said i don't know yeah. her name i was like so what's her name i don't know okay well what what is she doing then uh i guess she's will smith's daughter or something what and then he goes then he goes oh that's my first cousin wait so you don't even my know first your cousin's first cousin's daughter cousin. no i Whatever. know her i don't even know you don't know your first cousin's daughter's name i thought he was lying but he was dead ass serious honey my first cousin her name is shara day she's the mother of elisa elisa chatham mm-hmm. yeah, i think that's the way elisa cheatham or elisa chatham and um, it's your cousin how do you pronounce her name she's a little child that i never met before oh my God. <laughs> i grew up with her mother not her and but you know you see him you know the posting oh elisa's gonna be in the movie and i'm like oh great so then that was the night we're at the premiere and natasha is looking at me like i have three heads <laughs> because she's like you are crazy she said what's her name i said i don't know her name and then she says her name is elisa chitha and i was like well good <laughs> you got it that's her oh my gosh <laughs> she's the one but anyway she was great in the movie it's not i thought it was her first movie she did the first movie with Common, that's right. right as her mother was explaining to us and it was just a, a an amazing night i was pleasantly surprised with the movie i was too. as a surprise ending and will smith did really good you know he's surrounded by all this great british talent naomi harris oh yeah um um the the one that played love the queen helen Marin. helen Marin, and um kira knightley, kira knightley. and the other one well, Jacob Lattimore is not British, but no, he's in the I know the other lady, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, right? Yeah. Kate, everybody was British up in this movie. Yeah, huh. is it Kate Blanchett? Oh, Kate Winslet. No, it's, it's Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet. And then Ed Nor. No, so he had four of the, and Ed Nor the, 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 the European, the English great ones. Yeah. And then he had Ed Norton and then Jacob Lattimore. It was, so he was surrounded by some really great talent. But one thing I noticed about Will Smith, he's always surrounded. I didn't watch that. For, what was the other one called? Formula? Focus. Focus. <laughs> he was pretty much the it. star for Focus because um, the girl had just started. Um, what's her name? Margot Maggie, Robbie. Margot, Margot Robbie. She, had just, she hadn't even done Deadpool or anything like that yet. That was kind of her first big film. Um, but even when he did the, what was it? Seven Pounds. They had Michael oh, Lee right. in there so he's always surrounded himself with really great Mm -hmm. supporters but this was really good and i i think i liked it because you know they kind of don't tell you what the story's about you kind of get an idea that his daughter died but you don't know what really happened or what the movie's about you think he's just going through this this prolonged grief he's depressed but he actually it's a it's more a whole lot more than that and it involves a a business you know going under a very successful business and other people going through problems and i Mm -hmm. think it was such a great story and i loved i really loved it me too i was actually um you know i thought it was gonna be cheesy i was going because i thought it was gonna be a fabulous party and uh you know a fabulous way to just meet fabulous people and i was so like I'm also just in a really emotional state these days. It could be because it's the holidays, because I'm stressed, or because it's a lot going on. Who knows? I cry at the drop of a dime. I dry, I, I cry at commercials now. I don't know if y'all do that, but during the holidays, it's like... No, I, think, I just think 2016 was a very sad year. It was hard. Year. It was hard and sad. And that movie kind of was just the culmination of things that I've been thinking about when it comes to... The focus of the movie is love, death, 
and time. And literally, those are the three things that I've been pondering so much about lately. And mm -hmm. I don't know why, but... Because you're over 30 now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do That's when you're true. over 30. That's true. Um, and it really hit me. It was like... It, I can see how people would think that it was because I thought it was going to be cheesy um, and it had a little bit of a cheese factor but hey it's a holiday movie all holiday movies have a cheese factor and it was it, only like 94 minutes it was kind of like short, how right? do you have all that talent in a movie yeah. <laughs> it's not even two hours yeah Jacob Lattimore did an amazing job everybody just had me like kind of in my feelings by the end of it you know I'm thinking about how important those three things are whether it's good or bad mm -hmm. you know whether you want it or not those three things are going to happen and impact your life no matter what mm. and it could be in a beautiful way or in an ugly way but they're gonna impact you and it just hit me i was like damn that's so real and so deep and i needed to see that that it's okay to feel you know mm. um and that's i, I, I didn't think about it like that, oh yeah it's okay right. to feel because i'm always trying to avoid the bad you know i can't feel that because that's going to be bad sometimes you have to feel the bad to get to the good and mm. i didn't know that even oh, you though turning into a Yala Vazan on us. Y'all better snap with it. Y'all better snap. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's such a, in some ways it's a cheesy movie, but in some ways I really thought about it hard while I was watching. And I feel like a lot of people in there were crying. Like I saw everybody wiping eyes and it's, it's, it's a good movie to see, you know, it comes out what? It came out last yeah, it's out. Friday. It's out. So, um, you know, it's a good movie to see on Christmas, Christmas Eve, whatever. I liked it. And it's not going to bog you down. One movie that did bog me down oh, gosh. was Jackie, starring Natalie Portman. I've heard such mixed reviews about this. I was I wanted to slit my wrist <laughs> when the credits rolled. And I love Natalie Portman. Don't get me wrong. And I think she played, her performance was top notch. But yeah. I, I just, it was a tough movie. She looked movie. fabulous. It I was, mean, the it was a the costume way, designer on point. It was a tough movie, and it revolves around how the whole um, idea of Camelot becoming the 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 story of the Kennedys. It that's the focus of the movie. It was an article. The first person to interview her and how she was structuring, and because he couldn't record it, he couldn't write anything right, down. It was right. like she was the original prince. And but she was she was basically telling him the story how she wanted the, their story to be told, and that's when she brought in the whole Camelot aspect because I never understood the whole Camelot thing. But it's a musical. Camelot was one of the greatest big musicals of all time. But it was like all about you know um, what it is, you know. And he they would you explain it in the movie what you learn in the movie is that um, John. Kennedy, Jack Kennedy, he liked playing that music. And so she came up with the idea during this interview. But, you know, Natalie Portman played Jackie Onassis like no one has ever played her. She was very hard, dramatic, right? No, but very hard and dark right. and bitchy. But then in reality, it was like a week before this this interview happened, she had her husband's brain right. in her hand, in, in her hands, which they showed, which I really thought was in poor taste uh. because the movie goes around and it's a very, um, not, it's like very quiet. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, you see his head getting blown, oh half God. of his head getting blown off and, I'm like, what the hell just happened? And then they have this, this, this score that made me drove me insane because it's like a a violin like da, 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 
Uh. <laughs> I'm like, the music was terrible. But I think she's going to take it. I, I think she's going to. I, heard, I mean, people it. are ranting and raving about this movie. So I don't know what to take from it. I probably will see it. But I'm hearing definite mixed reviews. Some people say it's too overdramatic. And some people say it's like amazing. By the way, like, yeah. I'm hearing that like even the first family went to go see it and like, yeah. I, I will watch it at home on a, a rainy Sunday afternoon. Because <laughs> um, at least you could get out of it when you want to. That's true. Two movies that are probably must-sees for this this holiday. I know at least one, Hidden Figures. <sighs> so uplifting. Let me say this. I think that it's not really just, it's not really a holiday movie, but it is a movie that you all must See, and I also feel like if you are a teacher, please show this in school. I don't care what grade, the younger the better, actually. I don't care what grade. Please show this to your students, black, white, everybody. It's such an important, um, especially for young girls and even for young men, and I'll tell you why. It's such an important piece of history that people don't know about. That's why it's called Hidden Figures. Um, that people need to understand why we have certain entities that we have. Why we have NASA. Why we have, you know, discrimination laws. Why we have laws that shot down the discrimination law. Like, everything matters. Everything shapes itself into pushing America further. And if we didn't have certain things happen, we wouldn't even be the number one nation like we are. So people have to understand why those things happen, where it started, so that we don't ever repeat it as well. Because I see a lot of backtracking happening. And you'll see if we backtrack, we're going to fall behind like we did during that time. So it's all about the time of, you know, the space race. And everybody's trying to get to, well, first they were trying to orbit Earth first. Um, and as we all know, we kind of lost that race to Russia, right. but we were now like, how are we going to, what else can we do to be first? And we want to land on the moon first. So in order to do that, it takes everyone. It takes every piece of talent. President Obama talked about this, about why we shouldn't block off people from coming to this country, because what he didn't say was the reason why is a lot of the talent and a lot of the reasons why we are where we are is because of people that are quote unquote foreigners people that we allowed into this country and allowed to become citizens and do amazing things for this country. So if you take that away, we're going to end up back in number two, number three, number four place. And you saw that in that movie. So I think it's very important to show kids that because it's, it's important to teach it on a very on a very younger level so they can soak it up without those preconceived notions that adults have and the you know the, all the isms that adults have. Let kids soak that up so that they grow up to be all around good human beings. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And from a performance standpoint, Taraji was amazing. I Ugh. think it was her best. She was so good. Her best dramatic performance. I'm not talking about Sam's cookie and her drama, <laughs> but it was good to Dramatic see. Dramatic film. Right. It was good to see Taraji in such a great light. Janelle Monet surprised Killed us. Killed it. You know, and, you know, she's not playing no supporting character. She's a major part of the story, along with Octavia Spencer. And, of course, they have uh, Kevin Costner, mm -hmm. who I kept calling Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like they all the same to me, uh -huh. <laughs> but Kevin Costner and um, who played the woman um, blonde hair, 
Who did play? Not I didn't... Kristen Dunst. It, what was oh, that Kristen her? Dunst was oh, in that it. That was her. But I thought she meant the secretary. And um, just amazing. Just really Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. So they, they have a good. Um, he killed that. You too. know, Mighty Whitey is represented well in the movie with really great talent. And of course, it was a very divisive time in this country. And they were in the, you don't get no more South than Florida. Right. <laughs> so. But they also, and they saw it with their own two eyes, how putting things into separate, the whole separate but equal situation, how it wasn't equal and how they were losing because they weren't making everyone equal. Truly I think that equal. was a subliminal message that they want, the filmmakers wanted yep. us to see to see how we, we could focus on the foolishness and lose sight of the of greatness. Of the bigger picture. And, and y'all are over here complaining about why we're number two. Well, because you blocked out the black women and black people from even entering the room in order to give the expertise that they have that could have put us at number one. Yeah. She couldn't even go to the bathroom on the floor. She had the, what was, it she was had a, half a, a, mile. a half a mile to go to the bathroom because she had to go to the colored only bathroom. In heels. So, Cause they had heels. these dressing, they had these and pearls rules that, she that they afford. had to wear. You know, and it's like, okay, but she's wasting. And they were wondering why she's wasting 40 minutes out the day. The smartest person in that room was Taraji P. Jensen's character, who is Catherine, um, I think Catherine, I'm gonna get her last name, but Catherine Johnson, that's who it is. Um, smartest person in that room has to take 40 minutes to go to the bathroom because there's no dog on bathroom on the floor. You well, know, they did like have a bathroom for, but not for color. For her, for her. People. And then that, when it started to impact their bottom line, that's when they're like, shoot, we got to get this bathroom on this floor because we can't be taking 40 minutes, yeah. you know? So uh, sometimes that's what it takes. And it was a very, very well done movie, even though it's a period piece, it felt current. Like it Very. felt modern. Well, because we're still going through these things, you know. That's <laughs> well, I'm why. talking about the look and the feel of the movie. Yeah, and thank yeah. God they didn't have um, nobody got shot, no, nobody no. got bit by no dog, no. hose down. It's the also cops a love story in a way. Yes, I love Marshall that. Ali's in it. Oh, his fine, and sexy he's self. Winning raves from Moonlight, they saying that he might actually win an Oscar. Well, he has been winning him and Courtney B. Vance and, and Sterling K. Brown. Everybody's been winning all the lead ups, you know, so that's that's a big that's a big deal. You know, right. winning Critics Choice and all the independent awards. It's it's looking good. Yeah, it might not be Oscar so white this year. Well, um, well <laughs> you know what I mean? Relatively speaking. Right. Um, Janelle Monet killed it. She's I totally forgot she was Janelle Monet, you know, while watching it. She's uh, an amazing actress. I'm very proud of her. Um, Taraji killed it. Octavia killed it. Just such a good story that I really urge you guys to show every kid that you know, family, students, whoever, take your kids, take your mama and them, because they probably remember those times too. Um, no, but it, that's the other thing. It was a story that has never been told before. Right. Well, like, I'm saying they remember the times of the space race and maybe mm -hmm. they can be like, oh, this was happening while I was watching TV, you know, watching John Glenn go up to the moon. This was all happening. A black woman was one of the key people to helping him get up to the moon. That's a big deal. Not moon. <laughs> yeah, the moon. No, the other guy went to the moon, Buzz Aldridge. Well, what what was he going he to? Went to? He went to um, he went to the third. He was supposed to go around seven times, but he went to right. three. 
So he was the first one to go around. Also, they were going to the well. Why, why were they no, talking they about the moon up, in the movie? No, because they wound up going to the moon. But oh, he was the mission that was before. That's that. right. Buzz Aldrin was the first right. man to land on the moon. I'm sorry. I thought I, I know he would, didn't walk on the moon. I thought no, Buzz no, Aldrin no. was he the first was one the, to walk on the moon. He was the John Glenn who recently died right, like three right. weeks ago. He um was the the person that really went up there the way it was right. supposed to happen. Right. After a, a few failed attempts. Yes. But they they show us the making of the the. The capsule and everything. Yes, yes, and each woman had that. to play a different role in the NASA situation because while Janelle Janelle was on the ground floor of the making mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. and then Octavia wound up being the they called side. them computers, yeah. even though they weren't they were human beings. Well, there they were no computers. actual computers, right? So until, it was human being computers, and it and it introduces us to the time when IBM first came to oh NASA. God. I didn't even know when they gave the, the name. What did they say? What, what did they say IBM st- stood for? I didn't even know this. Oh, I don't. They know. said it in the movie. I was like, "That's what that stands for." Um. Oh gosh, something business machine, like international business, yep, or something. That's exactly what it is. Who knew? So interesting. So it's it's a great movie. Go see it. Okay. Sorry, y'all. He ain't go to the moon. And I, this is literally like that was one of my my minors in college. I can't even. Y'all know what I meant though. We <laughs> went to the moon right after that, and they do discuss it in the movie. Oh, don't get crazy. But, it's fine. But yes, we were orbiting the Earth several times and headed to the moon. Um, congrats to everyone. Aldous Hodge was in that movie. Oh, that's that's right. I, yes, I pointed he him out. Janelle's yeah. husband. Yeah, that was the thing. The 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 whole. I don't even want to call it feminism. It's more of a just struggle that even women had to deal with. That was such an interesting point. This woman had multiple degrees and even still she was kind of told by her own husband, settle down and you need to be at home more. You know, it's just, some things never change. Well, that was the sign of the times then. It's kind of the sign of the times now, too. And then at the end, during the credits, they showed the fo- the photos of the women as they grew older, yeah. and, you know, with their families. It was just an amazing film. And one of them are still with us, the one who Taraji plays. Katherine Johnson, correct. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she was just given the Medal of, of Freedom, Freedom mm-hmm. by um, President Obama. How amazing is that? So congrats on to them on that. The movie opens in selected theaters on Christmas Day and everywhere else January 6th, so I'm a fan. Um, did you like La La Land? Yes, I did. Okay. La La Land is a musical, but it's not the schmaltzy types of musicals we see on these NBC Live. It's not the Wiz Live. The Wiz Live and Hairspray Live. Literally, I wanted actually more music Uh because I like musicals, but very contemporary. It's not. No, not, it's not West Side Story where people are jumping up in the air and, you know, in the middle of a, a 10 minute uh, sequence. But it was a great contemporary story. It was It's a love story. Emma Stone and what's his name? Ryan. Ryan. Um, no. Jocelyn. Ryan Gosling. Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Perfect chemistry. This is like their third movie together. And they, they play these lovers who they're not even supposed to have been. And then they end up becoming um, a, 
you know, in a relationship, but both of them, she wants to be a great actress. He wants to be a great jazz man. Um, John Legend plays a kind of like a, not a villain, but he's not, he doesn't play a, a good guy. Like he's all about the commerce of it, the art. You know, he talks about how, cause he, he was one of the side men in a band with um, Ryan's character. And he, and he talks about how you, everybody keep talking about, they trying to keep jazz alive, but they don't know how to move it forward. And he, he moves it forward when becomes successful and actually wound up hiring him. And, and then it just shows the breakdown of their, their love affair. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a surprise ending because it has like two parallel storylines. It was just so well done. Mm. It really was well done. Yeah, I was a little skeptical because I love musicals, but sometimes when it's a little too musical, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just wait. But I'm, I've been hearing such rave reviews. Yeah, and they open on the on one of the hot, the uh, you know Los Angeles freeways, and it's this big. Everybody got to get out their cars, and they're all singing, and and I'm like, oh my god! And then I'm thinking that's what's going to be the threat throughout the movie, and I'm like, well, I wanted more music, but I, I really appreciate it because it's more it's more so a drama. Okay. You know, and a love story. Okay. So I would definitely recommend it. Cute. You know, it, it, you know we got some good um, projects this season. It's, it's a lot going on. It's, People are stepping it up. Um, fences. Yeah. The world premieres on Monday. It should be yeah. really big yeah. here, in, so here in New York. Um, YBF.com will be there, by the way. Oh. <laughs> yes. But um, I think, um, you know, they're saying the races between Denzel and um, your boy Casey Affleck. Which is another <sighs> talk show topic. That's a another talk show. But um, Denzel is amazing. I'm glad he's bringing this August Wilson story to... to um... I've heard mixed reviews about it too, though. Right. I've heard there well, wasn't as good. you're going to hear mixed reviews because all and mostly the critics are white. So they will never be able to um, follow a story of a black man who's having family strife. But what if they also loved the Broadway production and now they don't love the movie? That's kind of that's what they're saying. Well, I, I'm more I'm more anticipating this movie version. Yeah, and they say it's Viola's all the way. She's Aww. gonna win her finally win I feel her. Like there's Oscar never award. going to be a year that Viola's not in the main front runner of the race of every single award. Well, she got to do this. They got to give her the and products. Film. You know, they got to give her the projects. Wow. You know, but she, she, they said it, it's her, hers to lose. Oh, and nice. That, that'll be really good for her. Cause she is, and she's not, she's no slouch. Everybody think they, she's a new discovery with how to oh, get no. away with murder, but she's been out in the trenches. It's been a couple decades. For a for long her. time. Yeah. And you know, she, people forgot that she was Antoine Fisher's mother. Oh, I didn't forget. Um, she was the lawyer in Medea Goes to Jail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she has done it all. Love it. Except um, the musical. Maybe that'll be next. She can sing, I think. I think she talked about that. Maybe that'll be next. Um, well, she's so trained the Broadway. She could, um, I think she could do anything. Well, she already won the Critics' Choice Award um, this year for Best Supporting Actress for Fences. I, I just think... And she won the Tony for, for playing it on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a given. Like, she's going to get it, right? Yeah. I hope so. Love her. Um, her and her man, by the way, are making movies galore. They have a production company together um, called Juve, I think. Yes. Um, and so congrats to them on just winning awards and creating work for other actors. Huge. What were you saying about, by the way, back to Mariah. What were you saying about what Mariah is working on next? I was shocked. 
about her her holiday shows or not holiday oh, but February. Oh, she got a deal with a, a Hallmark to do three movies. She's going to be directing and starring in them. Look at Mimi. And um, I thought it was going to be a new Christmas movie because she's the queen of Christmas. Um, well, that's her self-appointed I do call her the queen of Christmas, though. Well, Darling Love used to be the queen of Christmas, but, you know, she doesn't have a whole repertoire as much as Mariah does, mm-hmm. so, you know. Um, and she sings which song? Um, Baby, Please Come Home. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's a, val- it's a February. The next Hallmark movie will be in February, starring... Mariah. And my so. TV has been we on Hallmark. We have a Mariah season. My TV has been on Hallmark since Thanksgiving. I don't watch Hallmark. Every single every single Christmas show is on my TV. Ugh. And y'all will deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is this whole, there's a movie that is out, who knew, with Shamar Moore and Bill Bellamy called The Bounce Back. Have sure, you heard about they this? They have been promoting this movie. They, I've read They've done the that most promotion for a movie I've never even seen a trailer for. Right. They've been on, he's been on every TV show he could possibly what be on. What is this movie about? Does anyone know? What is it about? No one knows. Like, everybody I ask this, I'm like, hey, they have a new movie because they're it's everywhere. The Bounce Back. I, I have no idea. I think he plays a relationship expert who wrote a book like a Steve Harvey type and it's something or another where he's still trying to find love or something until Bellamy plays his best friend. I take it that you're not going to go out and see that. I don't. Well, I didn't know it was a a film release. I thought Uh it was like a a DVD or something that's coming on TV one. But then he was talking about how he, um, he fight, he crowdfunded the, the, the initial financing and he put the other couple of million up. At him so he did it you know and it didn't do that well at the it did it did it did well considering it was a small theater you know it was it was in a small amount of theaters oh, okay. it wasn't a flop so he'll probably make a profit um the whole the only thing that i got from his entire promo tour is that he's going on the record to let y'all know he's not gay it's a it's another thing we've been here before with shamar Moore. have we been here before <laughs> with shamar Moore? have we i just don't understand people's fascination the man is fine he so is he fine. has to be gay I, I i never thought he was gay. people kind of told me that they like, may want him to be gay yeah i I never thought that, but everybody, when we post about him on the site, literally, that's everybody's response. And I'm like, did I miss something? Did he come out? I didn't know. No. He has this thing. It's been this long recurring thing where he has this thing where he says, if you think so, he said it before, show me your girl or bring your girl to my house. Bring your girl to my house. That's so corny and crazy because you could still be gay or (laughs) bisexual and still have a girl at your house. He is fine up in Criminal Minds, Charles. Yeah. When he was on it. He's a great actor. He put his time in what a lot of people don't give him credit for young and the restless all those years yes. and then he did that he flipped it and did prime time for, for 11 years. seasons yeah so he you know now he's getting more into which he should have always went in a movie because a lot of people mm-hmm. forgot he was in Medea with that with that Diary lace front a, right. with that lace front cornrow Corn situation yeah d- Diary of a Mad Black Woman Mm-hmm. That was the one, right? Oh, Medea goes to jail. One of them, Medea's child. Yeah, so I, I'm I applaud him, but it's it just amazes me the fascination of what gets the ink, and that's what gets the ink. Shamar more denying he's gay. 
I mean, which he, he never say, denied when he you was tell, gay. When you tell people that to send your girl by your house, that's going to get some pickup. I'll come over tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. Of course you will. No, no, no. But he's a nice man in person. Like, he's very, heard, like, affable, like, yeah. really nice. Like, you wouldn't think he was as nice as he was. And, mm. you know, at, personable. Yeah. Very personable. <laughs> We'll wrap with this. What is your take on who will get the Oscar for Best Actor and Best Actress and Best Supporting and Best Picture? Because Casey Affleck's horrendous sexual assault never made it to the mainstream like Nate Dogs did. I mean, Nate Parker. <laughs> Rest in peace, the real Nate Dog. Um, I think they're going to give it to him because mm. he's new. He's new. And it's called Manchester by the Sea, right? Yes, which I hear is very depressing and dark. Ooh. I don't want to see that. Not not during Christmas, I don't. Um, but it's mighty whitey, so that's <laughs> how it goes. And, <laughs> and I, Viola's going to get supporting. Natalie Portman is going to get best leading. Mm. Um, and... Best Supporting Man. Mahershala Ali. They're saying that. They're saying it's a real, he's a front runner for that, for Moonlight, which was the most important film of this generation. Um, And so well done. Shout out to Barry Jenkins. Janelle Monae's in that too. Oh, yeah, she is. She's killing it. (laughs) Killing it. What about Best Picture? um, Best picture. It's hard. Oh, they said Moonlight might sneak in. But I think it's a little too black. I do too. But it, it might be, this might be the year that they are feeling that it's time to do something. Because they have given Art House smaller films that, that award for the art of it. So, but I don't know. Because I was explaining to someone, I was reading in the New York Times, this movie has no white people in it. Right. None. There's a school scene. There's not even white people who work at the school. Right. So it was, and you could live in a, a black town like Liberty City and not see white people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was remarkable that they, they showed that and got away with it to some degree. Right. In, in this current It was an independent film, correct? Correct. So. But it was produced by um, or backed by Brad Pitt's company. You know, Brad always come through for the black movies, yeah. don't he? So uh, it, it's, but it's a great film to see, and I, I'm I'm hoping that would I, I'm hoping that would win. Okay. But I, they also like La La Land. People love La La Land, okay. and you know I, I I think La La Land might might do it because it's also uh, a throwback to the old days, but it's new, it's contemporary, it's hip, and it's a different kind of story. It's a different kind of love story. Love it. I love your predictions. I'm I'm kind of co-signing on pretty much all of them, even though <sighs> I think that um, Taraji's going to get shut out of everything. She already is. Well, it ain't like she didn't win a, a string of awards before, you That's know? True. I do think she deserves something for Hidden Fences. I do. Hidden Figures, Hidden yes. Figures, sorry. Hidden Fences. Hidden I love Y'all, that. You're so, so black. This You're is, so black. This is my life right now. Everything I is love just so hard. 
hidden fences. I can't keep up with everything. Because that's something your aunt would say. Oh, we going to see hidden fences. <laughs> I can't keep up. Hidden figures. Y'all, blame it on my mind. It's 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 a weekend. And I've been working all weekend. I can't. Um, I think she's going to get shut out. And who do you think will get snubbed? Um, Snubbed for the Oscars? Yeah. Oh, well, they like Ruth Nega. They do like Ruth Nega. My nigga. Stop. <laughs> I said nigga. Okay. That's her name. She's the woman who plays in Loving. Right. And she's a Brit. Um, and she got a vote cover, and that was, I don't even know how that happened. Oh, well, she's a Brit. That's so. <laughs> but she's a great actress. She played Shirley Bassey early on in her career in a, a BBC biopic on the legendary Goldfinger okay. singer. Yes. And um, that's Ruth Nega. So they saying that she may be um, in the mix. Um, but again, I didn't see everything, but I did. I did enjoy what I saw Sans Jackie. I call it tacky Jackie. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a good time, you know. Well, we'll see if your predictions come through when the Oscars air at the end of February. Um, well, those are my hopes, not my predictions. What the? Ask your predictions. You see how you do a black people. You ask them a saying, question, I'm and they got a, two I'm different answers. I'm not a critic. I, I really, I'm not that engaged in it. You know what I'm saying? And we know how the history have shown what happens. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, those are his hopes, right? And we hope that they come true as well, for the yes. most part. Yes. Well, anything else to tell our fabulous audience? Anything that we should be looking out for this holiday, after the holiday, spring? What Anything show-wise, movie-wise that we need to be definitely paying attention to? Um, Natasha at the YBFI <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Pay close attention. I can't. Thank you so much for being here. This was very fun and finally got to get some things off my chest. Yes, you're quite something. Mm, I try. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Do not forget to share this podcast on Twitter and add us at the YBF or on Instagram. Share it and tag us at the YBF daily in order to enter our contest to win two passes to see La La Land anywhere, any theater, as long as you're in New York or LA. Sorry, not any theater, any regal theater, um, as long as you're in New York and LA. And a whole prize pack with the soundtrack and a signed poster by John Legend and all this other stuff. Please share this podcast in order to enter and you will get all of that. Thank y'all so much for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully. Big dollar bill, stay with a paper trail, stay with a hundred mil, big house in the hills, ice cubes on my neck, stay where the money at, in the back, counter stacks, new bands, I'm buying that, all I see is green.